Today we're looking at Psalm 119, verses 33 through 40. Now when we're working our way through the Psalms, one of the most important pieces to understanding is getting the structure. And sometimes it's much easier to see the structure than at other times. And I have to admit, this section is somewhat of a challenge to organize. You can read through it and at first... It has the appearance of being random at first. And a couple different places you want to look to see the structure. You want to look at the first verse and the last verse and see if they're framing something for you. Because many of the Psalms will use the first verse to set up the whole rest of the Psalm. And a second place to look is you want to look in the middle. Is it structured in such a way where the middle becomes the heart, the center of the Psalm, and everything builds up to it and flows out from it? I think that's what you have here. I think verse 36 and 37 are the heart of this psalm, and that's appropriate because it's about the heart. And verses 33 through 35, those three verses build up to 30, build up to it, and then 38 through 40 flow out from it. So 33 through 35, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may observe your law and keep it with all my heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. And what I want you to notice in these verses is how they're setting up the total commitment that's required from the word. Notice verse 33. It's a commitment of the whole life. I shall observe it till the end. It's a commitment that requires the whole heart. 
I will keep it with all my heart. And that's how the word becomes a delight. Once you commit for your whole life, you commit with your whole heart, then you will delight in it. And notice the connection between understanding and obedience. Teach me his prayers that he'll learn, that he'll know, that he'll understand. Teach me. Give me understanding. But why? So that he can obey. You know, why do people seek to understand? Why do you want to understand the word? Is it to win arguments? Is it to impress people? Is it to get a dissertation? To write theology books? You can have no confidence that God will answer your request to understand the word unless you're seeking to obey it. There's an intimate link between your true Bible knowledge and a life of obedience. It's moral as well as intellectual. You know, to really understand the word, and this is amazing to me, there's very few subjects like this. Most subjects, your moral life has nothing to do with the intellectual grasp of the subject matter. That's not the way this is. True understanding is intimately connected to faithful obedience. So as a side note, there are certain modern theologians that are hailed as some of the greatest theologians in church history, and yet they lived immoral lives and have a very hard time reading their work. Understanding is intimately connected to obedience. Another thing you notice in this psalm, there's 10 different prayers, and there's a dynamic back and forth between request and response. Teach me, that's the request, and then I will observe them till the end. Give me understanding, and I will observe your law. So back and forth. And then the heart of this psalm is verse 36 and 37. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to dishonest gain. Turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in your ways. See, the first three verses set up the total commitment required. And this verse sets up the inner commitment and inner focus that's required. See, the great battle is an internal one. And our inner commitments, the two things that, the two greatest dangers for a life that's totally committed to the Lord are these two things, a heart that goes astray and the eyes that wander. See, our inner commitment is going to be challenged by a wayward heart and the attraction of other objects. The heart represents what we love and the eyes represent what we're focused on, our goals, our attention. They recognize this is the real battleground. Incline my heart to your word and not to dishonest gain. Turn my eyes away from looking at vanity. No dishonest gain. Literally, that word is violent. It's gain that comes from violence. Doing violence to people physically and stealing what they have, mugging them. Doing violence to their humanity by taking advantage of them and swindling them, doing violence to the Lord's commands by acquiring wealth in an unethical way. All of these are ways to gain wealth through violence. And then notice the next thing he says, and not, no violence, no vanity. 
turned my eyes from looking at vain things. These are things that are not worth what we think they are. We think they're valuable, but they're not. You know, in many ways, our world, I remember reading a story about how much theft goes on at self-checkout lines and stores like Walmart. These are the things our man Joe Barrett is dedicated to stopping and preventing. But one of the most common strategies is people will take and they'll switch the price tags. So they'll grab a $30 cut of steak and pull off a $2 clearance barcode off another product and put it on the steak and then scan it with that sticker on it and get their $30 steak for $2. They switch the price tags. And what we don't realize is that Satan is the great price tag switcher. So he switched the price tags on all these things in the world and we don't know it. So things that we should highly value, like the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, we don't value at all. And things that we should not value, we value very highly. The price tag's been switched. That means we're giving ourselves to vanity. And he cries out to help protect him from that. And then notice, as it flows out, I want you to notice the devil revive me. Revive me in 37. And then three things in 38. Establish me, turn away my reproach, and then it ends, revive me through your righteousness. Revive me. It's a cry and call for life. Revive me in your ways, and I'll be renewed for obedience. Revive my commitment to do what's right, your righteousness. In the previous two sections, we've looked at the external battles we have to face. Darkness of the soul will pass through and great frustrations we have to wrestle with. And then this section focuses on the internal battles we'll have to face. A heart that gets inclined toward idolatry. Eyes that get fixated on vanity. And so the great prayer is incline my heart to your word and turn my eyes away from looking at vanity. Keep my heart pure, what I love, and keep my eyes fixed. Where's my attention? Where's my focus? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above you. Heavenly host, praise Father.